the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I do not do the bulk of the grocery shopping in our family. My wife does that. But I'm in the grocery occasionally because mm, pick something up for her, pick something up for our family, or I need a gift card, whatever. So it's not that I don't know prices, but I had no idea that egg prices were this out of control. I mean, I thought they were like $2.99, $3.99 a dozen. Yikes. In Ohio, egg prices are... Like five bucks? That's crazy. Some of them are. That's crazy. I think I saw Meyer brand for three eighty nine uh two weeks ago. You used to get a dozen eggs for ninety nine cents. Exactly. I was about to say two years ago you yeah. were picking up for ninety nine cents. So why? Bird flu is a highly contagious virus that can be fatal to poultry, chickens, and turkeys. Uh, please don't take umbrage. But I wish it would be fatal to some of our chickens because they're old and they're not laying. And I'm feeding them and I'm like, you have one job. Do it. They're not doing it. They haven't been doing it for the better part of a year. It's like they're members of the Chicken Teachers Union. They're not delivering on expectations. I think they're members of the NEA or the EF, AFT. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, the outbreak of bird flu has been recorded in 47 states and has affected more than 57 million birds. Okay, so there's one factor, bird flu. What else? Uh, well, transportation costs are up. Gas is up. Diesel's up. Diesel's now down from what it was, but still up overall since Biden took office. So that's another factor. Uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics show the price of eggs in December in the U.S. was up 60% from the previous year. The average price for a dozen large grade A eggs was $1.93 in January of 2022. $1.93! It reached four twenty-five dollars in December, according to USA Today. Have you noticed the cost of the feed for yeah, your that's chickens another going thing. up? That's another thing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I was getting to that. Okay. Feed, grain, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Corn is up 75% higher than pre-pandemic prices. So they talked to, the dispatch talked to a woman who runs Birds Haven Farms in Granville. They've got 150 chickens. And she said they tried selling eggs at $5 a dozen at the farmer's market. People wouldn't buy them. But she said the real price, if they were priced to get according to what they should price it, 7 bucks a dozen. Now, I like scrambled eggs. I used to like fried eggs. But eggs are like a good source of protein. And the reason why they're popular with a lot of people was because they're cheap. They're not cheap anymore when you're talking to, like, you're getting up there like 75 cents an egg. That's crazy. So we've got bird flu, we've got grain, we've got transportation. And it's interesting. You would think well, there's no way Bruce can tie the rise in egg prices to the rise in youth crime. And I'm not going to make the point that youth crime is up because egg prices are up. The phenomenon that has contributed to egg prices 
is a phenomenon that is contributing to just about everything in our culture. And the phenomenon I'm talking about is that everything is connected to everything. Gas goes up, transportation goes up, grain goes up, eggs go up, right? Eggs have gone up, not because only bird flu, there's other factors. Youth crime is skyrocketing in the U.S., and it's another instance of everything is connected to everything, and everything feeds a little bit into youth crime. Juvenile murder rates are up 30% with single assailant murders. Multiple assailant murders, two people shooting another, or multiple people shooting another, are up 66%. What is behind this? Well, you could have the accessibility to guns. That's what the left would say, right? Oh, too many guns. You can have Andy Ginther tell you that it's because of lack of social programs in the city. We need more midnight basketball. But what about other factors that the left doesn't cite? Is it a coincidence that the juvenile crime rates in the country have skyrocketed since the summer of 2020? Pandemic, shut everybody up, don't let them out, can't go out, can't socialize, no school, no discipline. Is it possibly something that dates, predates the pandemic? Well, I think it's very obvious that most of these crimes are committed by young men. Do young men have good role models now? Do young men have fathers in the home? What have we told those young men about, oh, I don't know, police? Are police good? Are police people to be trusted? No, we've trafficked since the, even before George Floyd, the Obama administration. We started talking about how police were out hunting black men. So we've demonized police. Oh, I I left one out. We've got soft on crime policies, right? We talk about that in Columbus all the time. Oh, these poor kids can't put them in jail. We got juvenile court justice in Columbus that don't want the kids put in jail. Well, they'll learn to be a criminal. They stole a car. I think they know. So we've got a lot of factors leading into this, and I'd go all the way back to the 1960s when we started to devalue the presence of fathers in the home. We have devalued in our culture the impact of discipline in the home. I mean, when I was a kid, kids got paddled in school, right? Kids got paddled in school. Well, you can't touch a kid now. Haven't been able to touch a kid for what? 20, 25 years in school? We'll give them detention. Doesn't work as well as a paddling, trust me. So we've got all kinds of things. And also, even if we do have parents, do we have good parenting? Do we have parents who have been raised? I said we don't have paddling in schools for 25 years. Those kids have grown up to be parents. Do you think they have the same view of discipline of their kids that their parents had of disciplining them? Of course not. Is there more leniency? Yes. Also, did you walk around with a cell phone in your hand every single minute of your life when you were a kid? No, of course not. Do kids now? Yes. What's on that phone? Well, there's got to be a reason why a lot of tech executives don't let their kids have phones. 
They know it's bad for kids. They don't want them on Instagram. They don't want them on social media sites. They don't want them programmed by the content that they're putting out to captivate your kid. So when it comes to juvenile crime rates, I listen to all these discussions. People, oh, we need, well, we got to get rid of the guns. Well, we need more social programs. Well, like these problems that have contributed to the increase in juvenile crime go all the way back to the 1960s. They go into shifting values and shifting approaches in our country because we tried to get new ways and smarter ways and more compassionate ways of handling disciplinary issues. And even if you say, well, you know, I'm not comfortable with discipline in the home. Are you comfortable with role models? Are you comfortable with role models? Would it be a good thing for young men to have role models? People say, oh, we didn't have mass. Why why do we have so many mass shootings now? We didn't used to have mass shootings. Well, why do we have mass shootings? Who's doing the mass shootings? Now we're branching out. It used to be like a lot of young men doing the mass shootings. Now we got like old guys doing the mass shootings. The two in California, they don't fit the bill for mass shootings. Watch. The demographics on mass shootings are going to change. Because the heightened desperation of all people is changing. I didn't even get into the topic we talked about on the show today a lot. Should we be surprised? There's a lot of juvenile crime when kids grow up now being told, what are they told? You know, sorry about it. You're born with an ethnicity that dooms you to a life of oppression. Sorry about it. You were born with a skin color that means you are inherently an oppressor. And if that's not bad enough, Are you sure you're a boy? I mean, you know, you might be a girl. Maybe you should consider being a girl. No wonder we get juvenile crime when we feed this nonsense in their heads. Well, if you've been following the Biden document scandal, you know that it's been a rough couple of weeks (laughs) for the reader-in-chief, Corinne Jean-Pierre, at the White House press room podium so that may explain why yesterday she let this reporter ramble on and on and on and on without making any semblance of a question in what she had to say i don't know who this reporter is but i know she's not a reporter she is in fact an activist uh we have spoke uh, like between me and some friends that uh in this country and this, I'm, I'm making this point because, because we need to remind people that America is the only country on earth that people die by gun without even being on, in war. Because I'm giving this example because in Africa there is countries in, of, in war, but people doesn't even have access to gun. It's very hard because the government and everybody is very conscious that the guns can cause a lot of destruction. But in this country, it's very normal for everybody to have access to gun, and this needs to be controlled. Now, I heard that, and I'm like, okay, who is this person? And then I realized my curiosity was irrelevant. Because by her accent, I just thought to myself, she is someone who could be from a country where 
a woman can be not, I guess, shot to death, although that happens. But what happened to the woman who, like, let her hair be shown in public? In was that a rant? <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, who's killed, murdered on the street, beaten to death by the Taliban because she like didn't have her hijab on? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not buying your idea that you come from a more civilized place because there aren't as many guns. Right. Read the Constitution, then come back wow. and talk. I mean, that was and Corinne Jean Pierre just stood there because she probably thought, oh, thank goodness, here's. 40 seconds where I don't have to ask a question, right. answer a question about documents. Uh, Peter Ducey was just messing with her the other day. I think Peter Ducey's got to the point now where he just, I think, delights in uh, driving her crazy. Did you see uh, Peter Ducey's question the other day to uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre? I wasn't sure that it was actually within the bounds of propriety, but it was. I mean, even Corinne Jean-Pierre thought it was funny. thought I had it here. Anyway, Peter Ducey asked her, when you heard... <laughs> When you heard that there were more classified documents, what was the first four-letter word you said? <laughs> she laughed. She laughed at Peter Ducey. So uh, I, I do wonder at times if Peter is hated by the uh, people like Jen Psaki and Corinne Jean-Pierre, or if it's all professional and they just figure, out oh, that's your gig. You're with, you're with Fox. I'm with the Democratic Party, so we are sworn enemies, but, you know, we can disagree without being disagreeable. I don't know. I doubt it. Would it would it taint Not, would it taint your view of Peter Ducey or raise your view of Peter Ducey if he went out if he like was socially friendly with Jen Psaki, Corinne Jean Pierre, and their ilk? I think it's different in this day and age. I think if you asked that question thirty years ago, they would they would respect their professions and their differences, but not today. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Totally different. I couldn't today. do it because what do you talk about? What do you right. talk about? I can't. I couldn't possibly do that. Now I mentioned in the last segment that when it comes to youth crime, everything's connected. To everything. The fact, we don't have fathers in the homes. The fact that we have uh, allowed the family to be disparaged. The fact that we have a different view of punishment now. The fact that. We've got phones distracting kids. We've got video games, much more violent. Okay, on and on and on and on and on. Everything contributes. Likewise, I've been hearing this number that the labor participation rate among men, 25 to 54, those are your prime earning years, the labor participation rate is at its lowest rate ever. In the 1950s, people between the ages, men between the ages of 25 and 54, 98% of them were in the workforce. Now... The rate is 88%. They say, well, that's still pretty high. Yeah, but that leaves 7 million men between 25 and 54 out of the workforce. They've just opted out. Like, done. No, they're not all independently wealthy. So why are men opting out? Even in 1940, coming out of the Depression, with a 15% unemployment rate, we had more men in the workforce between the ages of 25 and 54 than we do now. So why is that? And this, is, this should float the boat of leftists. The rate is highest among blacks and those without a college degree. So why are they disengaging from the labor rate, from the labor force? Everything's connected to everything. Government benefits, right? Government benefits. Oh, I don't have to work. I get government benefits. 
I'm disabled. Are disability rates higher than they used to be? Did he, was disability even a thing in the 50s and 60s? No, you were supposed to work. Why were you supposed to work? Because you were married. Because you had a family. You had to provide for the family. But now we have record low marriage rates. And what else do they talk about? Oh, the testosterone levels among men are depressingly low. Well, now, why would that be? (laughs) Could it be that men were made innately with a desire to protect and provide for their families? And when you take that desire away, when you take that fulfillment away, testosterone rates are going to fall. Now, why would that desire go away? Well, we don't have 7 million men between 25 and 54 in the workforce. Who do we have in the workforce? We got more women than ever before. Feminism has created the idea among women that you're not going to find fulfillment in being a wife and a mom. No, no, go out and be a professional woman. And so women have entered the workforce at astronomical levels, thus moving some men aside or accounting for a piece of this. I'm not saying it's all, but... What happened when women went into the workforce? Well, mores changed, right? Sexual harassment claims jumped up. All kinds of things jumped up. Also, sending the message to men that, hey, wait, you know, you're not allowed to operate like in the old days. And what happened to men as they disengaged from work or as they were moved aside from work? Their depression rates went up. Their obesity rates went up. Their alcoholism rates went up. Their drug addiction rates went up. And what can men do now? What can they freely access now that they could never freely access before? They can freely access pornography on their phone. Now we're building gambling into their lives. Easy, right from their phone. It's so much easier to engage in those vices now, to be distracted by those vices now, to become enslaved to those vices now. So again, the more you ponder these things, the more we try to contemplate and explain these departures from the way things we would like them to be. We'd like to have all men 25 to 54 actively engaged in the workforce. We'd like to have the family perpetuated in There are myriad factors that go into these kinds of things, and typically... All the reasons why trace back to a departure from simple foundational values that were part of this country years ago. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.